basketball the basketball segment of the fantasy fanatics podcast i'm your host once again james and i'm joined once again by nate terry and mete what's up guys what's up what's up all right in today's episode we're just going to break down an exciting nba final so far we'll break down games one to three talk about what happened there then we'll just jump right into the series outlook just take a look at um, I guess our finals predictions, how the series is sort of shaping up, and then we'll just head right into the preview for Wednesday's game four. So um, how does that sound, guys? Sounds good. Let's get it done. Sounds good. All right, let's just start off with game one of the NBA finals. This first game was in Phoenix, and the Suns did win, and they won by a score of 118 to 105. Uh, it was good uh, first game for the Suns. Chris Paul uh, led the game 32 points for the Suns. Chris Middleton dropped 29 for the Bucks. Um, DeAndre Ayton, 19 rebounds for the Suns. And Giannis was 17 for the Bucks. Uh, both Chris Paul and Drew Holiday led their respective teams with nine assists on the board. So, uh, Mete, let me get to you first. I guess, what did you like from Phoenix in game one? Yeah, so what I liked from Phoenix in game one was uh, Chris Paul, obviously. He had an amazing game. Um Cameron Payne and uh, Cameron Johnson, I believe, they both also had uh, solid games off the bench, and they were just very efficient. They only had nine turnovers. They shot 96% from free throw, and uh, they sh- shot 46% from the field. Yeah, I mean, you've talked about how the bench uh, scoring needs to, you know, like there needs to be some depth for Phoenix. And I mean, it, they looked really good in this game. I mean, um, one of the, the things people talked about was the amount of foul shots that the Suns received. But I mean, they capitalized on them. That's the main point, And they did a good job of that. But uh, Nate, let me get to you next, I guess, just uh, from the Milwaukee perspective, I guess, what sort of went wrong for them in this game? Um, I noticed that um, only f- four players had over double-digit scoring. Um, I guess there were a couple of players who were like a couple of point off, points off, like Pat Connaughton, P.J. Tucker, um, Bobby Portis. He didn't have a good scoring night. Normally, he can get you like at least 15 points. So maybe some more scoring from the bench would be helpful. Yeah, that was one thing I noticed as well. Um, it was pretty much... Uh... You know, uh, Yanis trying to force his way in or Middleton taking outside shots like there just really wasn't much else from the team. Obviously, Drew Holiday didn't have his best game in this one as well, going four for 14 from the field. Uh, definitely some improvement from him would help. And um, I guess, uh, Terry, just getting to you, um, I guess just looking at the series after game one, um, does Phoenix Phoenix look like they're, they were running away with it or... Um, uh, do you think that the Bucks are sort of going to be able to make adjustments going forward? I feel like they should make adjustments. I mean, this is why you pay Mike Budenholzer the money he gets. Uh, head coaches usually help the personnel uh, adjust to the other team's game plan. Having said that, uh, unfortunately, I don't think they did it for game two. But um, with that being said, it's a seven-game series. Uh, you have to make the adjustments along the fly. And with that being said, um. They eventually did that in game three. Yeah, I guess just using that as a way to get to game two, 
Uh, we'll sort of do that right now in game two on Thursday night. It was in Phoenix again, and they did win by a score of 118 to 108. So, I mean, they scored exactly 118 again. And, I mean, their defense just, um, they played very well. Um, I guess just looking sort of at the scoring in this game, Devin Booker led the Suns with 31, and Yanis led the Bucks with 42 points. Um, he also led them in uh, rebounds with 12, um, Aiton leading the Suns with 11. And then Chris Middleton and Chris Paul both adding eight assists to lead their respective teams. Um, this time, Nate, let me start with you and talking about the Suns. I guess just from game one to game two, uh, what did you like from this team? I guess just the starting five in general, they've been um, pretty hot right now. I noticed that um, they didn't have as much bench scoring, but even with all of that, uh, basically the entire starting five scored over double digits. Um, they had some really good scoring from Devin Booker, uh, Michael Bridges, and Chris Paul, so that's always good as well. Yeah, just sort of looking at the game, I really like the way Bridges played in this game. He hit a lot of uh, tough shots there. Um, you know, uh, he was really solid, perfect from free throw also, which is really important. And then um, I guess, uh, Terry, getting to you sort of on the box, um, I think this game was pretty much the Yanis show. He just pretty much went off um, 42 points, 12 rebounds, four assists, three blocks. Um, he went to 15 for 22 from the field. Um, I, I don't know what else is there to say about this Bucks team. Uh, this is Yanis's team. I guess what can the rest of the team do to sort of support him? Just trying to capitalize on those open shots. Um, unfortunately, tonight it wasn't their night. Uh, Brooke Lopez, four for 10 from the field, I think, all for two from three. Same with Milton, like he went five for 16 and one for six from three and field goal, respectively. And with that being said, like when you got a guy that demands a double team like Giannis, uh, Guys like Middleton, Holiday, and Lopez all got to bank the shots because, I mean, if he's being doubled, you're not really expecting an efficient shot from a double-team layup. But having said that, uh, sometimes it's not your night shooting, and this was basically that night for the Bucks. And, uh, Mete, just getting to you now, um, I just wanted to ask you, um, what does Phoenix have to do to stop Giannis? I mean, 42 points is not something you should be allowing from one player. I guess what kind of adjustments do they need to make? Yeah, there's honestly not much you can do to stop great players like Giannis, but I think their best bet would be to, so when he's driving, they need to bring in a, uh, extra help. So they double team him on the drive and probably leave a guy like, PJ Tucker open. So whoever's guarding Tucker, I feel like needs to help out on Giannis. And they just got to hope that Tucker doesn't make the open shot. I think that's going to mean more minutes for Jay Crowder, considering Sarek is out with an injury. Um, <clears throat> it is definitely going to be tough for this Suns team, I guess, just moving forward <clears throat> to do that. Um, let me just get to uh, game three now. Um, this game was on Sunday night. And it was in Milwaukee. The Bucks did win this game by a score of 120 to 100. So big win for them at home. Uh, just looking at the stats, uh, once again, Yanis, 41 points to lead the Bucks. Chris Paul with 19 to lead the Suns. Um, Yanis also adding 13 rebounds to lead the Bucks and Aiton adding nine for the Suns. Um, and then Chris Paul and Drew Holiday both led their teams respectively with nine assists. 
And um, this time, Terry, let me just get to you um, on the box. Um, I mean, they look pretty much unstoppable in this game. I guess, what was your takeaway from this? Uh, you're down 2-0. You need to take game three just so you can, like, not make it, like, such of a must-need win for game four. And they honestly came out with it. Uh, home court advantage is very significant when it comes to playoff times. Sometimes uh, during timeouts, you can't honestly hear what uh, your coach is telling you if you're the opposing team. And probably there were moments like that in the huddles for Phoenix. And honestly, uh, Milwaukee's home court is going to be needed to take game four when needed uh, when they do play. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree with all those points. And um, I guess, Mete, let me get to you. Um, no one on this Suns team had more, uh, had over, uh, had 20 points or over. So um, it really looked like scoring was an issue in this game. I guess, uh, what do they have to do in game four to sort of improve their scoring output? Yeah, you're right about that. They definitely had trouble scoring as they had their worst game offensively in this uh a series and then to answer your question they're probably going to need uh Devin Booker he's not going to have many nights like this where he's shooting 21% and 14% from 3 so yeah i think they'll be fine like uh the first two games they were just so efficient and i think like Terry said uh home court advantage is big and so they were away from their fans uh, and they should be allowed to have a game like this where the shots aren't going down. I think they'll be fine. Yeah. I knew that the shooting efficiency would definitely drop a little bit uh, at some point during this series. Um, I just didn't know it would be right away in game three. Um, it could have been expected though, because they weren't um, at home. And I guess, uh, you know, being in, in the uh, Bucks home court, it's very tough. Um, Nate, let me get to you now. Um, I asked Mete this question after game two, and I'm going to ask you again, uh, after, uh, game three, um, what do the Suns need to do or can they stop Yanis? Um, it's going to be really hard to do. Um, I guess the only two things you can do is try to force, uh, Yanis to kind of shoot from farther outside and the only other thing is put up a wall of jerseys and hope when he passes out the guy who shoots kind of um, throws a brick yeah it's gonna be tough though because um if you're leaving a lot of guys there uh pretty pretty close to the hoop uh you're gonna be leaving a lot of open looks on the outside and that's definitely not something uh that the suns want to be doing but um yeah um I guess on that note, let's just move into the, the bracket here. Um, sort of looking at the NBA Finals so far. Uh, the Suns are up 2-1 heading into Game 4. Obviously, the home team has won each game. Um, Mete, let me start with you here. I guess, what was your prediction for the series, and how's it looking so far? Yeah, I went Bucks in 7, and so, honestly, I'm kind of losing confidence in the Bucks, even though they just won... Uh, I saw this stat saying this playoff, these playoffs, I think they're under 500 on the road. So then, but they're really good at home. So they don't have home court advantage. They need to win all three of their home games if they can get it to game six. And then they're going to need to steal at least one on the road, which 
I don't know if they can do. So it's looking kind of shaky right now. Yeah, um, I think you're right about the home court thing. Home court's definitely been a big advantage in this playoffs for both of these two teams, actually, uh, just looking at their respective series so far. Um, Nate, let me get to you now. I guess what was your prediction for this series and how's it looking out? I think if I remember correctly, I had the Suns in seven games or something like that. Um, I mean, the Suns definitely still have a chance to win in seven games. Um, it pretty much comes down to um, kind of limiting Giannis as much as you can and try to output um, the scoring that you can. I mean, the Suns, they definitely have the scoring to um, match the Bucks. It's just, I guess, how much you can outpace the Bucks by, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, it does make sense. And I guess the, the Suns have a lot of adjustments to do sort of heading into game four. I mean, if they can steal that game on the road, that's huge for this series. But uh, Terry, let me get to you now. I guess, what was your prediction for this final series and how's it looking so far? I think this prediction was the biggest blur I ever had. Um, I think I said Suns and Six, something like that. But this year, I can't even remember. Um, with that being said, if I did say that, uh, Suns do have to capitalize on the biggest game in the series, which is game four. And having said that, if you do win game four, it's going to be an easier clincher or serious clincher when you go into game five. Because, I mean, it's going to be home court advantage. And we all seen how hostile the Suns crowd is to Giannis at the three for line. And with that being said, uh, I guess it's going all right. But if you want to win this series, if you're the Suns, you got to win game four. Yeah, one of the things that I've noticed about this Bucks team is they're very tough to beat at home. Um, just looking back at their series, I believe the only home game that they lost, I might be wrong on that, but uh, it was in the Atlanta Hawks series. Um, they might have lost one more at home in that series. I'm not 100% sure, but um, I believe in the first two series, they were able to win all of their games at home. And that's very important um, in a series uh, like home court should be an advantage for you. Uh, you got to capitalize when you're at home. You got to feed off the crowd. As you mentioned, Phoenix did do that in the first two games, so the Bucks definitely have to do that in game four. But um, I wasn't uh, on the preview episode for the final, so I didn't get to make my prediction. So I'm going to uh, sort of give my prediction that I had already, and I had the Bucks in seven. I definitely like what this Bucks team has. I definitely agree with Mete on his prediction as well. Um, the Bucks still can win this series, and they can win it in seven. Uh, we've seen them win on the road big time in this playoffs. Um, they're not a stranger to having to do that in big games. So, I mean, um, the way they looked last game, uh, I think I, I'm getting a little bit more confidence in my picks. So I'll definitely uh, keep the, the Bucks in seven picks. So um, let's just use that as a way to get right into the preview. Um, let's just take a look at Wednesday's game. Um, the Bucks are at home for this game and they are favored by around four and a half points. So, um Nate, let me start with you first. Um, I guess who wins this game, and if the Bucks win, do they cover? Um, it's looking like um, it's going to be a close game. I think the Bucks definitely have the potential to win it. Um, they're really strong at home, but I think the Suns should be able to keep up with them. All right, and um, Terry, I'll get to you next. I guess do the Bucks win, and if they win, do they cover? Honestly, I feel like the Suns might win this one. Um, with that being said, I do feel like they will cover 
because the majority of these games are blowouts. And with that being said, um, I feel like whoever wins it is going to uh, cover. Uh, having said, just to summarize, Money William makes adjustments, and this Phoenix team goes to game five with a 3-1 series lead. All right. And then I guess, Mete, to you, um, who do you like in this game? And if you like the Bucks, do they cover? Yeah, I do like the Bucks, and I think they should cover because, like Terry said, uh, all three games have been blowouts so far. And then, so I feel like that trend might continue, especially with the Bucks being an amazing home team. So, yeah, I'd run with the Bucks. Yeah, I think I'm also going to run with the Bucks here. I definitely like what they've done so far in the series. I know Terry did say that some of the games were blowouts, but. I honestly don't know what the Suns have to answer for Giannis. I mean, when you drop over 40 points in consecutive games, the only reason the Suns won uh, game two is because they were at home. I'm confident if that game was on the road, they wouldn't have won considering the way they defended Giannis. Um, Clearly, whatever adjustments they made in game three just didn't work. Um, So until I can confidently see the Suns, um, you know, limiting his opportunities and sort of giving the looks to other players. I just don't have confidence in the the Suns being able to sort of compete with this Bucks team. I know the Suns usually, you know, they get off to a good start in games, you know, they're up, whatever. But then, I mean, the Bucks, they're just, um, they pressure, pressure, um, whether Yanis is getting fouled, whether he's making buckets, whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, I definitely like uh, the Bucks to win this game. And uh, will they cover? Um, I think, yeah, Terry, I'll definitely go with what you said. Uh, these games, they haven't been close. So I think if the Bucks do win, then they'll definitely cover. And I guess um, just your last thoughts on the series so far, Nate, I'm going to start with you. Um, I think it's been a pretty good series so far. Um, there are two teams that I guess we weren't really expecting in the finals. So um, it's nice that I guess these two teams that have been pushing um, really hard for a really long time, it's basically kind of like a Cinderella story for both teams. So it's kind of going to be a fight to see who gets to, I guess, see their story come true. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't think anyone picked this matchup heading into the finals. And if you did, I mean, you probably have some kind of foresight that none of us know about, but um, yeah, this is definitely uh, not a final that um, we expected because like we said, these two teams have never really made deep runs. Obviously the Bucks have come up short in multiple seasons and the Suns, I mean, this is their first playoff appearance in Lord knows how long. So um, yeah, it's great to see a fresh new matchup. And I definitely agree with what you said. And um, I guess Mete, any last thoughts on the series so far? Yeah. Um, we're going to need the last half of the series to be more entertaining. I feel like, uh, there hasn't been a single close game and it'd be nice to see a game go down to the wire or not even just one game. Like if we could get all uh, the remaining games to just be one possession games or even like two possession, because right now it's just not even close. Yeah. I've noticed a lot of these games have been won by 10 points or more. The box even won by 20 points in their last outing. So um, yeah, definitely those down to the wire games is what keeps people sort of glued to the game instead of shutting it off at the end of the third quarter kind of thing. Uh, you definitely want to see games that are a little bit more exciting. Um, and then, uh, Terry, I guess just any last thoughts, uh, so far on the series. 
I basically got to agree with Mente and Nate and you on all your opinions. I mean, you need closer games to have the viewership up. And if people are just shutting it off in Phoenix or Milwaukee by the third quarter, that's not going to help. Um, having said that, this matchup does give the league a little bit more parity because everyone and their mother thought LA, one of the LA teams would have won and Brooklyn would have been in the finals and parity is always going to be a good thing for a league. Uh, having said that, Cinderella story versus, I don't know, the Disney story, whatever that means, um, Giannis versus Chris Paul, which one gets to break the final chapter, we're going to find out. And honestly, there's probably going to be one close game, and I feel like it's going to be a closeout game. As for who's going to win the closeout game, I'm not sure yet. Yeah, um, I know I took uh, Bucks in seven, but I would really love to see Chris Paul win a ring. Um, he's totally deserved it over his career. I mean, just going back to, you know, some of the teams he played for, he just really didn't have the cast around him to be able to do anything. And then when he did, he would just get injured at the wrong time or, you know, it would just be a bad game. And yeah, it's great to see him in the finals. Um, I know Yanis is a special player. I know, Meta, you were talking about um, that and how borderline unstoppable he can be during games. Um I feel like that he still has a bit of time to win. If he wins this year, he, he's more than deserving of it. If he doesn't win this year, um, it's great experience for him. And then it would also be great, I guess, to see um, Chris Paul, you know, pull it out. Um, and then, yeah, actually, uh, before we close out, uh, let me just uh, ask you guys uh, quickly, uh, Nate, this time I'll start with you. Um, I guess, uh, depending on the team that wins, uh, who's going to win uh, finals MVP, in your opinion? Um, I guess if the Bucks win, it'd probably be Giannis because basically the team is kind of centered around his offense and he's been so dominant. And once he gets going, it's really hard to stop him in the post. So if the Bucks win, they'd probably give it to Giannis. Um, if the Suns win, I think they'd give it to Chris Paul. Um, he's been a really good floor general and he's really elevated the team. I feel like even when he is not playing, it's it's like um, it's like his influence is still on the court even when he's not playing. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think I can definitely agree with that. Um, he's just one of those players that um, he can pretty much take a team to the next level. Um, we noticed some of those games where he had the COVID issues. I mean, the team still played so well just because of, like you mentioned, his influence even when he's not on the court. Uh, so I think I can definitely agree with you on those points. Um, and then Terry, just getting to you, I guess, in your eyes, depending on who wins, who do you think should get finals MVP? Um, for whoever wins easily, let's just say Giannis wins it for the Bucks. Um, two 40-point nights easily does that for a player, especially when you lead your team with uh, points, uh, rebounds, and blocks. If you look at the Suns, I mean... Chris Paul would be a great storyline for them being finals MVP at this rate. Uh, I feel like the series is still young and we're about to see maybe a change in the guard. Who knows? Maybe Devin Booker comes out with a 50-point game in game four, maybe even game five. We'll see. But uh, if I had to pick one person, I guess maybe Devin Booker. All right. Yeah. Um, there's definitely a few good options there for the Suns. And then uh, Mete, I guess, just getting to you, I guess, uh, who do you really see uh, winning the MVP for the finals, just depending on the team? Yeah, I'm with Nate and Terry for uh, Milwaukee. 
I just think that, like Terry said, he's uh, Giannis already had two 40-point performances, and he's definitely leading them in rebounds, probably averaging more than 10 for the series. So then I think that's an easy one for Milwaukee. And then if Phoenix wins, it's going to come down to Booker or CP3, like Terry said. And as of now, it looks like it'll be Chris Paul. Uh, game one, he had that 30-point performance. And then I think game two, he still outperformed Booker by a bit. And then game three, Booker had a really rough night. So I would go with CP3 for the Suns. Yeah, I guess um, I'm pretty much in agreement with you guys for the Bucks. I think Yanis has just pretty much got it under lock uh, with those two 40-plus point performances. Uh, just being so dominant uh, the way that he's been. Um, I don't think that he falls short of 30 points in any more of their uh, victories. Uh, in their losses, it's just going to depend on how well the Suns can can defend Yanis. But I guess, Terry, getting to your point about uh, potentially Devin Booker maybe being the winner, I think just after last game, that poor performance that he had, I think that really hurt his case. I think he had a very good case uh, before that. Um, I think it's pretty much uh, Chris Paul at this point, um, unless for some reason Chris Paul gets hurt or he he has a, a string of bad games. I really think that uh, this award is pretty much a lock between uh, Yanis and Chris Paul, but that's just me. Uh, it's just what I've seen so far. Um, the series, uh, I know it's been a little bit underwhelming when it comes to the score, but I think in terms of the quality of basketball, I think it's been very good. Um, I think that um, both teams are playing extremely well. Uh, they've been healthy for the most part, which has been good because in this year's playoffs, there's been a, a pretty bad string uh, of luck in terms of injuries. Guys like Kawhi going down, LeBron, um, you know, Kyrie, James Harden. I mean, you can just go down the list of guys. Luca had injuries at one point uh, during this playoffs. It's just been, um, it's been a tough thing this year uh, in terms of uh, star power and injuries. So um, yeah, it's great to see that this finals has pretty much been injury free so far, uh, knock on wood. Um, you know, we definitely uh, don't want to see any injuries uh, going forward. Um, you know, just, just keep watching them uh, play clean basketball. And I guess to your point, guys, just maybe have some closer games. That'd be amazing. So uh, that's going to be the end of Big Time Basketball. Um, if you like this episode, make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at FanFanPodcast. We'll be posting picks for the remaining games of the NBA Finals. So definitely go check that out if you need picks. Also for these episodes, you can check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Like, subscribe, share. For YouTube, click the bell for notifications. Leave us a review, all that good stuff. And uh, thanks again, guys, um, that we could talk about uh, basketball once again. And we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.